and welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ podcast. My name oh, is my, <laughs> my name is Michael Sipes. You can find me on Twitter at ffblitz, and that whisper in our ear was Jeremy Broen, Madman at Dynasty Madman, <laughs> and Shane Manila. And wait, the thing about Shane is he's looking at the screen right now. When I looked at him, we're doing the show live <laughs> during a football game. So Shane Manila. <laughs> Yeah, so real quick, in case anyone's unaware, and if you're like me, you don't have cable, um, you know, you stream everything, and you're not paying, I don't know, however much it is to have the NFL network too Uh much because it's a shit channel, except for the football games. Did you know, and one of our patrons uh, let me know this, is if you just download the Yahoo Fantasy Football app and turn off your Wi-Fi, you can watch the the game. So I'm watching the game on my phone. I'm watching Miles Gaskin and uh, the Battle of Miles Gaskins, Miles Gaskin, Gaskin and James Robinson. Man. And James Robinson um, is quickly moving into a rookie first round pick type of. Yeah, line. he's looking good, man. For no all the joke. for all the talk about the mustache versus the beard, you know this game really has been the running backs. I mean that that entire first drive of the Dolphins. I think they said other than two plays, it was all Gaskins. The whole thing. Uh, catching and, and running, you know. And one of those plays happened to be Jordan Howard uh, stumbling forward for a touchdown because that's what he does now. Fumbling, yeah. <laughs> fumbling, stumbling yeah. into the end he, zone. He's absolutely useless, but he will steal a <laughs> touchdown. And I actually had was forced to play him in a league, and I went, "Well, fuck it, he might score a touchdown," and he scored <laughs> yeah, a touchdown. Good for you. Yeah, he's he's good for that. Well, that and that was their second drive. Their first drive, Preston Williams scored, and uh, I had started Preston Williams in a couple leagues, so that was good. The thing that really sucks, and you guys know we were talking about it, one minute before lineups or two minutes before lineups were set up, I put in Mike Gazeki in <laughs> in one of my I things. Hope he does <laughs> Well, it's halfway through the second, and it's all Smythe and uh, um, what's his name, uh, Adam Shaheen. But whatever, who I cares? love the Smythes. They were a good Jimmy. Irish band. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Smythes. Listen, yeah. I, I, as long as I can laugh about it, that's all that matters, you know. That's um, early, man. You know, look, oh, it's a beautiful thing. Mike Gazeki touchdown. <laughs> there you go. Seriously, right there. <laughs> you know what's great about Thursdays? And I'm, I'm clearly behind you. Uh, Yahoo is behind you because I'm not there yet. But what's great about Thursdays is it can set the mood for the rest of the week. Like you, sure. you have a good game, especially when you're only in a couple leagues. You know what I mean? Like, so you could have LaVisca Chenault, Mike Gusecki, and James Robinson and Gardner Minshew going tonight. And you'd be like, you know, you could – Come, be coming out of this game with like 70 points and being sure. like I won I'm going to win all week and that's I, I love those Thursday nights like that's people bitch about Thursday night football and the games and the game next week's not going to be particularly good but I don't care man I just love it because it's all football and three months sure. ago I didn't even know if we were ever going <laughs> to see it so you know what's funny though you mentioned that optimist and shane (laughs) but yeah and my my uh history with thursdays is for whatever reason it it hurts me a lot of times i thursday and and again i week for those players man well but i don't know if it's super uh, superstition or or whatever and i don't really believe in that stuff but it always seems like when you start somebody on a thursday it ends up screwing you but I just think it's funny that we were just talking about Gazeki, and there you go. Shane just saw it. It was like a, it was a fifteen-yard touchdown to Gazeki. And we, but. we, I put Gazeki in the DFB lineup. Tonight. Oh, you did? It, yeah, well, because it looks like we're losing Devontae Adams this week. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, Devontae Adams isn't <clears throat> practicing. Michael Thomas isn't practicing. A.J. Brown isn't practicing. I am actually out for three weeks. <laughs> um, You're actually out for three weeks, huh? You know what? Jeremy Jeremy had some thoughts on this because we were talking about it this week in, in text messages, right, Jeremy? About the, the injuries and everybody not playing. Oh, man. I mean... We- we talked about it shows ago, several shows, how we expected this to happen. Like we, we were thinking that it was going to be worse this year, and you were going to be rolling guys off of your benches like never before. And we're seeing, we're seeing that. I mean, you know, it was just common sense, maybe whatever good logic on our parts, whatever you want to say. But we definitely expected this. But you know, on some of my teams, my bench is not deep enough <laughs> to you know weather the storm of having four of my studs injured. <laughs> it, you can't it, get past it. It's funny too because the show sheet is the longest show sheet I've ever seen in the three years we've been doing the show. But it's just a running list. <laughs> you don't list even of have injuries. all the players on there that are injured. It just like yeah, you actually left off the big one, um, but you know it's old news at this point. It's uh, all old Saquon news. Saquon the God Barkley, yeah, uh, done for the year. But no need to fear; they have Devontae Freeman. <laughs> Yeah, you know, we we talk yeah, sure. we talk about the overreactions on uh waivers and everything. And you know, the Devonta Freeman thing, we all talked about it during the show that I mean, during the game on Sunday that Freeman would probably come in, but I saw a lot of people buying Wayne Gallman and buying Dion Lewis and uh there were some really funny waiver ones, but we were going to talk about waivers later. But what were you saying, Jeremy, about it? Uh, just when you have a big player like that go down, it's not normal that you're going to be re- replacing that productivity with one player. Usually it's going to come through a couple players, you know, game script changes. You you don't replace Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley with some dude. Doesn't you, you, They're going to have to generate offense some other way. I was just, but yeah, I don't think I had Barkley on, on the sheet because I was so keyed in on Rager <laughs> and how mad I was about Rager. Uh, and I also so I I feel so ashamed of Philadelphia for booing Carson Wentz with no fans in the stadium. That's <laughs> pretty funny. Sound, what the hell? But uh, it is the, the Rager injury um, taught me something medically. I did not know you have a UCL in your thumb. I thought that was in your shoulder or your elbow, one of the two. And uh, yeah, I saw, I said, uh, wait, he tore his ligament in his UCL in his thumb. And I was very confused and I stared at my phone for a little bit and then I put it down, shook it just to see if anything changed, picked it back up and it still said the same thing. And um, I got confirmation later that apparently UCL is not just the shoulder thing. I thought it was, yeah, I've only ever heard of it in people's shoulders. The reason, the, your thumb, man. the reason I laughed and clapped is literally my friend, uh, Lee, that we've talked to you about before. He lives in Philly and all that stuff. He's a Philly guy. He got diagnosed with that exact same injury on Saturday. He's got the, the UCL in his thumb. So he was texting me today. He's like, Rager has the same thing I have. So I, I, well, ne- I never heard about it till Saturday. Did anyone <laughs> think maybe you're not supposed to have a UCL in your thumb and it should just be removed? <laughs> Jeez. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> just I mean, if we have any medical doctors um, <laughs> that listen to the show, or even pretend doctors that want to sound authoritative about it, reach out to me. Let me know. Like, what? Can you just Twitter? Can you just get rid of your UCL? Um, so yeah, Rager's gonna be out. He's on the short short term IR, which isn't a real thing, but the three week IR. Um, 
but they're hopeful that he'll be back after the bye week, which is sometime around my birthday, which doesn't mean much to anyone listening, but it's <laughs> in know, November. Week 10, right? They thought November. he'd be back maybe before week 10, right after the bye. Right. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's so a we, long damn time, man. Yep. So the Eagles wide receiver core is back to Deshaun it's Jackson. Bad. It's bad. Um, JJ Arcega Whiteside, who yes. is absolutely terrible. And <laughs> two targets on the season. Greg and, Ward, my boy Greg Ward. And? And Alshon practiced today. That's it. There's no, no, and no, I'm rubbing my hands together. And John Hightower. Come on. Oh, John Hightower. Yeah. I mean, look. John Hightower, um, I know I saw a little buzz on him on Twitter today. He sucked that first game. I didn't watch all the second game. Yeah, right. He just didn't feel like it. That first game, he was a trash can out there. He was short on routes. Um, he dropped the pass. He got bodied for a 50-50 ball on an interception. And I, you know, I know it was his first game ever, but well, I'm thinking this is going to be the Deshaun Jackson, Dallas Goddard, Miles Sanders, Zach Ertz show. Yeah, Zach Ertz, man. You you missed like the best receipt when you were naming the receiving <laughs> options. I'm like, no, Zach Ertz. Why does everybody, even Philly fans, hate Zach Ertz? That guy's amazing. He's so good. It's so, fu- it's funny with the high tower. I don't think he's any good, but I always say that opportunity thing. So the more your guys, dro- oh, well, he's not. It's not your team anymore. But the more the Eagles drop their guys, maybe eventually he'll get a chance to play. That'll be cool. Well, I mean, here's the, the thing: the numbers so, will play in his favor. Exactly, exactly. They're they're back to the place where Miles Sanders <laughs> is the best receiver on the team again. Oh right? my god! When you take when you when you take into account durability, because the DJX, you know, he's working his way up to a full target you know full full snap count um uh full snap share whatever um you know he's playing parts of the parts of the game and then taking other parts off because he's old miles sanders is their best receiver and it's not a not a knock on miles sanders by any stretch of the imagination because he's a really good receiver um miles sanders might see exactly what we thought he was going to see 90 to 100 targets this year (laughs) um because that eagles I don't, I don't know what it is with the wide receiver room there, but it's not good. But Alshon Je- Jeffrey was practicing, and it looks like he, he should be back in the next couple weeks too for anyone that needs eight points in their fantasy lineup every week. Yeah, well, that's a lot of teams I have right now. I could use eight points. Do you know what – one thing I noticed, and I saw some people in some of the DM chats we're in complaining about it, is did you notice how – the IR works with MFL where there's players that we know are going to be out for a couple weeks, but they keep, they, they do them out over the weekend. And then on Tuesday morning, all of a sudden they're questionable. So you have to put them back in your lineup to be able to set lineups and to be able to do, um, you know, your pickups and stuff because it won't let you do it. And there's a bunch of guys like Michael Thomas and, and, uh, even Kittle Kittle is back to questionable, even though they keep saying he's not going to play this weekend. I, I know. So it's really screwing a lot of things. Are like of two, three, four guys, and you know you still have two, three, four guys that are definitely not playing this week, but they're not technically IR, and you can't move them. I had to cut players just to submit lineups, like players I really shouldn't probably be cutting that I don't want to cut. Right, and then tomorrow, tomorrow when they are officially out, then you'll you you would you wouldn't have had to do it. You wouldn't, but but because there's Thursday night football, you can't set your lineups up if you have an IR violation. Exactly, dude. So many lineups <laughs> I went to on my phone going to set them. I I'd. I'd submit my lineup and say you cannot submit a lineup you have an ir violation i mean it was like 10 of them exactly so (laughs) you muted yourself when you screamed but that was pretty funny but yeah it's just it's gonna be 
a very difficult season, and we've talked about it a bunch. Yeah, so, well, you know, it's funny is we thought it would be COVID. We thought yeah, yeah. it would be COVID yeah. outbreaks. There hasn't been an outbreak yet somehow, which is, is odd <laughs> because uh, I, I was reading yesterday, and I forget which college football team it is, but they had five, uh, five, five different times that they've tried to have an opening game, and it's been postponed because of COVID outbreaks. Um, well, Notre Dame had a game postponed yeah. because of an out- outbreak. I think Arkansas State um there's outbreaks in schools but somehow not in the nfl uh, i'm not saying that the nfl is lying about it uh, it's just that the nfl also told us that there was no link between concussions and cte um for years even well, when they know just maybe saying. they're maybe they're not lying but maybe they have billions of dollars of testing and and the bubbles and all that kind of stuff in the colleges these kids are in there partying in their fraternity dorms during a not football games you know yeah uh, the campus is it's okay. going rampant. I'm, just, I'm just saying you know <laughs> it happened during mlb games too um but you know whatever no no hey, listen in the nfl i get it i'm glad um, it's not because like you mentioned at the beginning of the show you know we we weren't even sure we were going to get football so i'm glad it's been working out okay i hate depth like you know me like i'm not a guy that worries about depth um yes well, is, this is a year explains a lot <laughs> this is a year this is a year that Jeremy. really is testing that theory already three weeks uh, in yeah um, setting lineups so but what i've noticed is is i'm i've definitely been way more active and proactive on the waiver wires than i usually am good which is you know i i didn't know if i would be able to with all the leagues i'm in um but i definitely am i'm making sure that i anytime that i tout someone in you know any any writings or anything like that i'm making sure i pick them up first (laughs) um so just so you know like we write the waiver wire article for our patrons and we put that out um you know, usually we start. That, yeah. way, buddy. We yeah. usually start. You know, we usually start that on Sunday nights, and I start it. I start my part of it. I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I start like five o'clock Sunday, right? Yeah. Six o'clock yeah. Sunday, and you know why it takes so long? Because I'm checking to see if those players are available in leagues first. Oh my god! And I'm and then I'm putting in my bids for them. Listen, we are not gonna screw our patrons. If you no, think no, that no, it's no, a good patrons. way. Right. No, no, I love our patrons. I if they're in leagues with me though, that's their f-ing problem. Like, <laughs> they just need to bid them up. No, I thought um, you were. I thought you were. Where I thought you were going with that was I thought you were going to say you weren't going to release the waiver wire thing till Wednesdays at oh, nine. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's where I thought waiver, you were going. Our waiver wire article, you know, goes out on Tuesday for our patrons. Okay. Um, we could put it out Monday, but we don't want to. I want to wait and see what the medicals want are. Those Tuesday waivers to run first. Well, no, but well, there's no, also no. Monday night football. There's also Monday night football too. Yeah, you know? and you want to see the medicals you want to see you know what happened on monday because there's a lot of time not a lot of times but you know there's times that guys go off the field and you're like i don't think he's ever gonna fucking walk again and they're like no, no, no he's fine and then you know another guy like drew lock yeah you know, you're like well i know he's out how long is he going to be out for and it was already rumbles by monday it's like yeah he's going to be out like two to six weeks <laughs> you know so, and then pick up your jeff driscoll's yeah the yeah, jeff driscoll two to six week shit too it's going to be out like one to 16 weeks so that's all i know <laughs> it, it's funny too with the jeff driscoll's you know i i know jason mendoza is really excited that blake bortles may have a chance to play you know <laughs> I'm glad. I, I, I love the, like, people, I just love the the conjecture, the talk, the trashing, always of Blake Bortles. He could win a game, throw for 400 yards and five touchdowns. He's still Blake Bortles at the end of the day, and people would not let him forget it. It's fun, man. I'm glad Blake Bortles is back. It, it, I don't know. It's like 
I don't know. It's like an old friend came home. You know, <laughs> you know it's funny. In, war. <laughs> in one of our HQ leagues, I had to spend like 200 and something dollars to get him because I only have one quarterback in that league. Uh, but really? then, Yeah, but then in other leagues, I was able to pick him up off of waivers <laughs> after waivers happened. I was able to I pick him up for him free. I'm like, I don't have anybody I want to drop to pick up Bortles, <laughs> so forget it. I mean, Blake, Bortles gives you – so here's the thing. If Bortles gets in there, Bortles gives you a little bit of rushing upside, right? Yeah. But I think Jeff Driscoll is – God help me, he's a better quarterback than Blake Portals. I mean, I think he really is. Yeah, be careful the, what you say. Yeah, and the NFL agrees with me because Jeff Driscoll was on a roster and Blake Portals wasn't. Um, <laughs> hey, I don't, I don't know that the Denver offense takes a step back with Jeff Driscoll versus Drew Locke. To be quite honest with you, you might be from right. What I saw. Locke is, is a crazy passer right now. He's just kind of all over the place i like him but i just he doesn't seem ready to be a starter whereas driscoll was like you know I mean, look he's still pe- the players were still doing well you know stats wise although the stupid team should have never let sutton play and play him into the ground that made me really that pissed me off well i mean it was his shoulder and then it's his I knee know. that got hurt so. i know and now he's on ir maybe it's compensating with one leg for the shoulder you know out of I balance to- <laughs> I don't uh... know. That's that's, uh, that's that's a lot of compensation there. And he also, and I forget who sent the tweet, but it was the greatest tweet in the history of injury um, descriptions. The oh, guy no. tweeted out that uh, his knee was tore up. That, and, and this was like a professional writer's. Uh, oh, really? Guy, he was a blue check mark on Twitter. But his tweet Ooh. was, uh, Cortland Sutter, Sutton's knee is tore up. Um, and uh, I thought that was funny. I'm just like, wait, what? How do you describe it like that? Like, that's not very professional. That's how I describe shit. I'm like, dude, <laughs> yeah. f- you, you could be a doctor then. You know what is funny, though? I, I mean, they, it seemed like Denver and San Francisco were competing to see how many guys they can lose in one game. San you know? Francisco is ridiculous. <laughs> just this whole offseason. I mean, they're, the half the team's hurt. And, you know, there's still people talking out there that, you know, you don't want to play against you don't want to start people against san francisco's defense uh you know i'm not an idp guy but i don't did people not notice that solomon thomas and and the bosa they're done for the season right, right. yeah two yeah studs on and, their starting line yeah and richard sherman was already on the ir i i that, saw i saw that tweet also right. and i didn't understand it either <laughs> yeah so guys um i'm not scared of uh san francisco's defense even a little bit like that's a defense you target right now um I, I think uh, they play the Giants this week. Yeah. yeah, there's people talking like, oh, I don't know if you want to play Slayton against the 49ers. Dude, it's not the 49ers. It's the name. It's the name of the 49ers. That's not the 49ers defense. They lost, like, three of their best players. Like, well, the defense it. is going to be out there more, too, because of what's going on on that offense, especially if Kittle doesn't play just with the, the changes there. You know, there'll be some more turnovers probably, but I'd expect, yeah, that, yeah, I would not be afraid of San Francisco's defense right now either. Just shame because I, you know, I wanted to put in a lot of Nick Mullins bids, <laughs> but it's hard when he doesn't have Kittle, he doesn't have Debo, it, it's it's Brandon Ayuk and um, Raheem Mostert's not there. Right, Raheem um, Mostert's he's out hurt too. his knee. Tevin yep. Coleman's hurt his knee. Although Tevin Coleman's played like trash. Um, uh, Ken, Kendrick Bourne is that inspiring you? So, <laughs> you know, if you're if either of them are floating around in your waivers, and they're probably not if you're listening to this show, but if they are, I mean, if you had your choice, go go get Driscoll over Mullins. Even though I like Mullins, as he could be a starter somewhere next year. It's funny in all of the leagues I'm in, Mullins was only on one waiver wire. He wasn't. Uh, he was already on people's rosters. Yeah, he's, he's one a- of the first 
you know, I always go for those backup quarterbacks. He was one of the first. Sorry, I'm eating a pretzel. I was going to say first, you're talking. One of the first backups that I go after um, <laughs> all the time, and and I usually have him if he's available or tried to get him um, because that's a great team to be on, and I do think he could be a starter somewhere. So, um, yeah, I'm not surprised he's gone. Speaking about quarterbacks, I know that there's a football game going on, so it's kind of funny that Jeremy's eating while we're watching. But, you know, Jeremy, in one of our leagues, one of our listeners made a comment saying that, hey, I went to go try to pick up a backup quarterback, but Madman has them all. So we know how you always like to grab all those quarterbacks. So I, I saw that league, and I saw you had like eight quarterbacks on your roster, but I know one that you're really happy about is uh, – uh, Herbert getting to play now. Yeah, you guys know I was really high on Herbert. Um, I traded for him before there was any draft hype, which really he didn't get because nobody, even in Dynasty Leagues, he wasn't being drafted very highly, and I was getting him in a lot of places. Um, yeah, I, you guys know. I mean, he was an elite athlete, at, um, you know, the best player on his team in baseball, basketball, football, big guy, big arm, just played at Oregon where there was some, you know, they had a lot of problems that went beyond the quarterback position. I think he showed enough. To, to be an NFL quarterback. So he was a value pick. And I was surprised that a guy that didn't even know he was going to play comes into the game, not expecting to play and did that well in his first game. Totally shocked by that. I mean, that's pretty amazing. I, you know, interception had some, had some, you know, errant throws, bad decisions, but he looks the part and I didn't expect to see him if we did at all till later in the season, but um, I was happy to see that. And yeah, you have to have, if you don't have a good team in dynasty and maybe you're, you're, quarterbacks are questionable i always say at the end of your roster stock up on quarterbacks who have a chance to play and they don't all have a chance you can't pick up you know 16 backup quarterbacks you have to decide which ones although in one league where i have a really shitty team i do have like 12 quarterbacks hmm. but you you just pick the guys that you think okay a good team you get mahomes back up you know you want you want the guy behind mahomes you want the guy behind drew Brees. i mean common sense stuff but just get like quarterbacks on good teams or quarterback backups on teams that have shitty starters, just whatever, you know, whatever method you have and, and have at least as many backups as you have starters. Um, it's better than, you know, having another um, rookie wide receiver. That's never going to get a chance. It's on a taxi squad. I mean, this is a guy who plays in the NFL that might get a shot if the starter gets hurt. So I, I'm just playing the law of averages a little bit. And I know I get picked on for having so many backup quarterbacks. I don't care. But the funny thing about Herbert, like you said, nobody knew he'd get a chance and he didn't know either, but it happened pregame. And I know Shane, I saw you make plenty of comments about the the medical staff of Tyrod Taylor for that team. Yeah. <laughs> so the Chargers doctor tried to murk him. Um, <laughs> seemed like it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just tried to fucking end him. He was like, oh, you want you you want you don't want these ribs to bother you anymore? Well, how about I stab you in the lung, bitch? <laughs> oh, God. Um, pretty much how it was. <laughs> I mean, that's how I imagine it. He was like, I'm going to cut you. And oh, then he stabbed God. him in his lung. I mean, seriously, he avoided COVID, right? He didn't get injured. He comes mm. into the season as a starter. He fended off, okay, Justin Herbert wasn't much of a fight. But he, he's got this job locked up. He's healthy. He's ready to go. And the fucking doctor sticks him. Oh, you didn't mm. think about me, did you? I mean, mm. what the hell? You don't see that coming. You just no. don't. I mean, there's some things in like That's like some Final Destination type <laughs> shit. You know oh, what God. I mean? like, oh, God. Yeah, there's nothing, nothing at all that you can do to 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 stop that you know what i mean that's just that's an act of god yeah um so that's unfortunate but justin herbert i mean that helps me i got him obviously we have him in dfb i got him in Woo. one of the hq leagues i forget which one uh but you know look you can't ever root for injuries because just as as much as you get one you get god takes a or god someone 
God. Or someone else, you know, it, it evens out. I, uh, you know, I get Justin Herbert in the HQ one league. And then I, like I said, Jalen Rager loses uh, eight weeks to a fake uh, ligament in his thumb. It's not <laughs> fake. It's please, real. Please reach out to me. Let me know about this whole it's real. UCL in your thumb thing. I don't think it's real. It is real. But, hey, you know what I what? find interesting? What? Um, remember after? Remember? Remember <laughs> last year? Remember? Everyone, and and through this off season, everybody told you that zero running back was dead. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> and I was just wondering how, how's that going? Because so far, I would see you lost Quan, right? Yeah, that's not great. You you already lost uh, CMC, right? Oh, oh, that's not great. You got guys like Miles Gaskin, James Robinson, um, coming basically out of nowhere. Um, just just Mike Davis uh, is the next one that's going to get a shot, like. I thought he was dead. Yeah, but Man, you know I mean, what? It doesn't it doesn't fall in that zero running back thing. It's 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 no. the fact that we have so many injuries Injury. and everything that this year. You know, well, I, I get where you're coming from, but strategy strategy is that the, you know it's the injury rate at the running back position. Yeah. So it, it doesn't always behoove you to uh, you know to 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 go draft capital heavy at that position um, in your startups. Now, I, I usually end up, and I, I've kind of adapted my style, and I've stolen from you know, Jordan McNamara <laughs> and Scott, where it's like, okay, well, I'll have five wide receivers, but I want 38 running backs on my, my roster. Kind of like how Jeremy is with quarterbacks. Um, <laughs> and the same thinking is, you know, it's like eventually if this guy gets a chance to go, like even in a committee, most running backs, you know, that end up leading the committee, even a committee, are going to get a 60% touch share. And they could do some damage with that on a good offense, as you're seeing with apparently Jacksonville has a good offense with James well, Robinson. Yeah, you want the starting running back in Jacksonville. It's a high-volume offense for backs. So, yeah, whoever gets that gig, you've got to have him on your But there's been – we've been doing this for – I mean, we've been doing the show almost three years now. Three years. Yeah, and right. I would say maybe two of the three years we've been touting it almost every show is to get those backup running backs because by week 13, 14, 12, whatever, you're going to need those guys. The difference being this year, and like you said, we thought it was going to be COVID, but it's not, uh, is that we've got these guys starting in week three now, you know? So it's it makes it even more difficult. And when you say that you're, you're playing the waiver wire right now you have to play that waiver wire and what you really got to do and i've seen it a lot lately of the last couple days is play that white waiver wire in the future you know look at it right now and see what other backup guys are on your waiver wire don't spend 500 on mike davis but pick up a couple guys for free maybe because uh next week you might be starting one of those guys yeah i mean that's and that's what i did with josh adams like i'm playing I beat chest. Uh, right, yeah, yeah. You know, I blew a lot of fab on him, and you know, that's my favorite story ever, though, because he's <laughs> with every fiber of my being. Like, it, it doesn't matter. I don't want to talk about Josh Adams anymore. But it's two weeks in a row, up, down, up, down. It's like a roller coaster. But yeah, it's no, you, you really, you really got to be on top of all that. That's for sure. So was there anybody that's out, like the backup guys or the third string guys or the fourth string guys that we didn't mention in this that maybe some people should be looking at? You know, like you like you just said, Shane, about the Miles Gaskins and stuff like that. Is there anybody out there that you guys think that maybe our listeners don't even know to look at? Our listeners, no, because our listeners are smart as shit and they're deep in this. So. 
and the waiver wire. Yeah, we'll we'll have more. I think in the next waiver wire article. Yeah, Shane, or maybe Shane it's just because it could be the patron chat. Because talking to those guys all day, it's just like talking to sharps. Right. You don't get shit by them. I mean, so maybe some people listen to this show that aren't patrons. Maybe they need to become patrons because then then they'd be in that that group chat, and I'd be like, God damn, these fuckers are smart. <laughs> You know what I mean? That's what I just say a lot of times. Oh, I'm so like enlightened. That. How are they all so enlightened? I mean, that's that's it. We have some amazing patrons, that is for sure. So we, yeah, so we have some trades here, and you know, we talked about all these injuries and everything like that. But then, sometimes when an injury happens, somebody like Barkley, when he gets hurt, then you end up having to make some trades based on the injury. So I see Shane. You said you did one like that. Yeah, so I had one team that basically borderline, um, one roster borderline. And with Barkley going out, it's like, all right, well, this season's fucking done. Like, you know, there's not even like, it's not borderline anymore. It's like, I, all right, time to rebuild. Um, and, and yes, I traded a, a young player. Um, so I know that, that that'll piss anyone off that does, you know, the whole rebuilding thing. But um, oh. lost Barkley in this league, so gave up a – Avron Jamarius Brown um, of the Tennessee Titans for two twenty one two twenty twenty one firsts and a, a third because why not? Nice. I'm I'm surprised you moved. You said AJ Brown. I'm surprised you moved him. Nobody saw that coming. That's a that's a shame. The whole AJ Brown situation that's burning us all. Um, I don't know what I think of that trade. I am surprised that you that you traded him away. So here's the thing about this roster. This roster, not unlike a lot of my rosters, is top heavy. You know, it's like, wow, that's sexy as fuck. Like when you look up top. So it's basically oh, like yeah. the dudes that work out in prison, right? Like they're all upper <laughs> arms. Like that's what a lot of my teams look like. Like if you just look from the waist up, you're like, holy fuck, that dude is ripped. But then if you look I have at his to say real quick, I've never seen dudes in prison. So I'm gonna take your word. I was, I was just gonna ask you, Jeremy. Did you know that? I so didn't that, know that. Yeah, guys like that that look like they never. They always skipped leg day. I guess. Oh uh, well, that's that's a lot of prison guys look like that. I don't, I'm sorry, um, but yeah. So I mean, as long as you can relate. So this is. One of those oh, okay. As long as you can relate to that. You know what I mean? Like basically, right. if you, you popped one of his biceps. That was Saquon, right? Right. And then you noticed, like, oh well, his legs ain't shit either. I'm gonna just kick them out. And that's basically how that team's built. Um, real top heavy, not a lot of depth. So I said, Fuck it, this team needs a probably needed to be rebuilt anyway. So I'm just going to go that way now. See, and, um, and my opinion on that trade, I was going to ask you what other players you have. Because a lot of times when you do these kind of trades, I know how much you like AJ Brown and you've done some trades for him. But if you're saying you're blowing up that team and you're going to try to rebuild next year and you said he's a young player, sure, he's a young player. But you got two first-round picks next year. You didn't get like a 2021 and a 2022. You got two first-round picks. So you're already going to get two of the top 10, 12, 14, whatever, however many people are in that league. So, you know, for one of your players to be able to do that, plus you got a third, which, you know, we've had some guests on the show that have mentioned that, you know, the depth of this rookie class, you could be getting some good players in the third and fourth round. So I think that's a good trade for you. If you're, return. yeah, yeah, you're not, you're not just doing a one for one thing. So I'm just going back to your comment about saying that some people may be mad at you about trading a young player, but you're getting some young stuff 
going forward, especially if you believe your team's done and you're just going to blow it up, you know? And if you can get that kind of haul and, and turn those two first round picks into a couple of players that like AJ Brown pan out. And then, yeah, I think you're, we're all spot on about the picks being worth a little bit more in this next draft. So I, I don't have a problem with it. I I'm still surprised though you trade away your favorite players sometimes. I, I mean, kudos to you, man. You're, you're willing to do that for the, for the team. That's yeah. him though. He just he doesn't ha- he doesn't he's just cold hearted. He don't care about. Yeah, anybody. I don't have it. I mean, <laughs> look, you know, look, I guess who's my current favorite player is probably Miles Sanders, right? Is he? That's your real guess. out of know, and you're saying out of DJ all Moore. players. That I was gonna say DJ Moore. You DJ talk Moore's a lot. Probably yeah. up there, yeah. But you know what? You know what I've done in another league. Uh oh! I have no idea. I got another trade for you. Well, after you talk about that trade, I, if you're going to talk about favorite players, I'll talk about a trade I did. So go ahead. Oh no! What was the tra- no, no, you. Well, this is. We'll just <laughs> yeah, finish Mike. up with this one because it's a Saquon trade. Do it. So I, I gave up. Um, uh, DJ, uh, play that funky music more, <laughs> and Michael Davis of the Carolina Panthers uh-huh. for one Mister Saquon Barkley. Oh, you did trade for Barkley. I need you in my league where I have. <laughs> Three shares of Saquon. I might have said I had two before, but I have three. And it's because of the MFL when you're in those uh, copy leagues. Yeah. You know, they don't have it set up. Some leagues you can it's so see annoying. That Saquon, it's but annoying. in some of them, it only shows the one one division or something. So I actually turned out I have three. I tried to trade him all kinds of different stuff. The people who responded were just auto-rejects. The, the nicest reply I got was from Rich Rebar, and he's like, Dude, um, I'm probably going to regret, or I may regret this, but I'm going to have to hold. And I actually asked for two running backs when I traded. I was trying to get Dalvin Cook and, you know, another running back. I think it was um, uh, McFarland uh, from the Steelers. Anthony and McFarland? So you were trying a, for one yeah, guy then. Was, huh? <laughs> so you were trying for one guy, not two. <laughs> and Rebar was like, uh, man, I'm probably going to re- – I may regret this, but I'm going to have to say no because I, I, I feel like I'm going to do okay this season. And I, I think I got a shot. So, I, But everybody else is just like reject, reject, reject. Yeah, and see, one, I get that. I get trained, that. Nobody even responded. They just let him sit out there. They didn't even well, say you know, Offer him to me in, in one of our leagues. I, I got an offer from – uh, uh, a gentleman in one of our leagues uh, who will rename nameless, but he is a simian. Um, is that what monkeys are? Simians? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Mr. Is that yeah. right? Am I, oh, am I using oh. that term correctly? Lawrence Simian. <laughs> is that an actual thing or did I just make up a word? <laughs> yep, I was right. Relating to resembling affecting apes or monkeys. Right. Are you talking about weird monkeys? Of course. Yeah. That's what he's I, so I, he I didn't want to say his name. <laughs> He did yeah. offer me a Saquon Barkley trade, but yeah. and there was someone else on his side. I forget who, but he wanted a Ceh and CD Lamb, which ah, not nah, good because I'm looking at two top six guys in the future to me. I, yeah. I mean, CD looks like the fucking uh, the the truth right now. The next coming, yeah, uh, yeah. I yeah. would say I would say this about Barkley. This is week two. Uh, you know, it's very difficult to find somebody i know you just said it that you're ready to blow up the one team you have but it's very difficult to find somebody who's ready to throw in the towel after two weeks so somebody like barkley is a guy that you would trade to somebody that's looking only to the future because obviously they're not going to get anything out of him this year so if they're going to try to buy him they're looking at next year the year after whatever so right now it seems more difficult because everybody still yep. has sparkles in their eyes that their team is going to be good and they don't want to do it trying to get a rook 
rookie guys don't want to get players right, don't want, exactly. don't want to give up rookies for Barkley. And like you said, unless it's a team that's really legitimately rebuilding and and wants Saquon Barkley and is patient enough to wait, may as well just keep him in those cases. Guys aren't I keep saying guys, people aren't willing to pay up and for so, him enough. And so may as well just tuck him on IR then, damn it. Well, yeah, and then what I was gonna say to you is especially for like some of the teams you're talking about, hold on to him. And then when you're talking about maybe in week eight, nine, 10, whatever, when those people really realize that they're done and then you may be making a run for it, then you try to move him because then maybe you can even get even more of a haul. They already know that their team sucks and they want to do something else. So sometimes- uh, I'm thinking more likely you're going to, uh, when playoff season comes, if you own Saquon, nope, never mind. That doesn't make a I don't know what I was going to Okay, good. So what I was going to say, what I was going to say is maybe, maybe by then, maybe sometimes, sometimes you don't want to jump the gun is all I'm going to say. A lot of times we are playing the long game and you don't have to do something the day it happens. You know, hold off and wait a little bit longer. That's all I was going to say. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Yeah, you shouldn't be making any snap snap decisions like that but a lot of people do i mean they really do the the, the only time you need to do that is on assets that like i you know i I just started a series today um dynasty league football (laughs) uh flipper stick Uh uh-huh um and it was actually i think i you know we talked about it before it was something that i i I kept trying to get it's not a new title glad you're kicking it off i love it i love the title (laughs) because if you flip it or stick it you know what i mean so you flip means trade you stick it it means it stays on your roster you dirty um, Jeremy has that sly little smirk on his yeah, face. I'm just listening to it because I'm pretty sure I edited one of these back in the early days of me. Uh, so I am. That's so funny. <laughs> so you know, look, if you're going to move players, if you're going to make snap judgments, it's got to be on guys like typically James Robinson, yeah. Miles Gaskins, Keelan Cole. Um, not Gardner Minshew, apparently, although he yeah. looks like shit tonight. Can you believe Players it? in that range. You don't <laughs> need to be making snap decisions on Saquon Barkley. Like, it's, it's okay to take a step back. Right. Go smoke a cigarette or a joint or a vape or a oh. line. Whatever it is you do, that's fine. How funny and is it? Out of all those take, things, vape sounds like the worst to me. Don't do the vape thing. No, no, vaping's so bad for you. Like, it could explode in your face. Oh, I like God. how Shane um, says it. Like, I've done all of them. Exactly. Yeah, None all of them are going to make you feel better. It's okay to take a step back and think about it. You know what I mean? You don't have to immediately hit accept or reject. Right, right. Well, I, what I've been doing is I've been I've been opening them a lot more now. Like, I'll get the email from MFL and my Gmail, and I won't just hit accept or reject. I'll open it, and then I'll open it, you know, because Gmail opens in its own little window. So I'm like, no, no, no. Open to the browser. Oh my and I'm god! Gonna, I'm going to look at this later. You know, what I mean? let me think about it a little bit. So, talking about trades with favorite players, you know, you were saying you weren't sure what your favorite player is. I mean, we've talked about it for a couple of years that I love Mike Evans. He's probably my favorite player. You know, so I, I did a trade in one of our listener leagues. I gave up. It's a it's a super flex. So I gave up Ryan Tannehill, a two, three, and four. And he gave me Mike Evans, and then he threw in Ryan Fitzpatrick because I needed to have another quarterback. Quarterback back. Always get the quarterback back. Right. And, I mean, as of this game right now, Fitzpatrick is doing really well at halftime, so I'm happy about that. But what I did was... 
up. Yeah. So what I did was I, I, I thought in, in this sense that especially I have Galladay and Michael Thomas in that league who both haven't played for me for the first three, two weeks, you know, three weeks. But I, I'm stacked with wide receiver and I wanted him on my team and I did it. So but now I'm I only have two quarterbacks now. So I don't know. What do you think about that trade? So it was Michael Thomas. No, Ryan Fitzpatrick. No, 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 no. I mean, Michael Evans, I'm Mike like Evans, that. Mike Evans, Ryan Fitzpatrick for Ryan Tannehill, a two, three and four. Um, man, I, I don't like it. Yeah. Um, cause it's super flex. What's it? Was this one of our 16, 12 teams? It's a, 14 yeah, teams. It's our 12, a uh, 12 team. It's 12 team. I, I don't, I don't it. hate it. Yeah. I don't hate it. Now, now I'm talking about 12 team. It's not that bad. Not bad at all. Really? Um, I mean, it's two, just three, that you four. know, you know, Fitzpatrick has got that three week run in him. Right. That he's going to do Fitzpatrick things where he throws 46 interceptions. And then that's the last we're ever going to see of that. Yeah. Cause to his Tala, 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 is going to take over and you're, and you're never gonna you're never gonna hear from Ryan Fitzpatrick again until right. next year when he's somewhere else and he probably ends up starting half a year again. <laughs> well, exactly, exactly. So, what what do you think, Jeremy? I'm fine with it because you got you got Mikey Evans. You know, um, yeah. I mean, that's one of those trades. Like you did the picks. What, were you ever able nope. to get Mike Evans for a two three four? Nope. I don't you care about do the it, picks man. at all. Multiple firsts, and it's not been that long ago. How old is he? Twenty six. Okay, maybe he's twenty seven now, but I think he's twenty six. But still, in his prime, I think I think if that's your favorite player, you think he's going to continue to be a wide receiver one, then you win that trade. But you know, <clears throat> I, I will yeah, say I, this. I just want to say one thing that my reasoning also about it was is that it's a super flex and not a start to QB. You right. you, you could you right. could start other players. So my roster, I have Alvin Kamara and um, I don't remember who the other running back was, but now I have Stefan Diggs, Mike Evans, Michael Thomas, Kenny Galladay, Robbie Anderson, Devontae Parker, and some other guys too. So Jesus you know <laughs> exactly. I could change this. Give me one of them. It's HQ four. So I'm saying I probably, I probably need a receiver. We need to talk. <laughs> okay. So but yeah, that's some a thing. weird teams in the HQ league, man. I have one that's loaded with rookies, one that's I don't even know. It's just a weird makeup. You said something funny there, though. You're right. The, interesting. The, yeah. You know, it's not a start to quarterback league. Right. That is very different from Superflex. And I'm learning through the Scott Fishbowl that you don't have to start two quarterbacks. Correct. You can, you can just start <laughs> yeah. one that doesn't suck and then try to get points elsewhere instead of getting a negative 19 plus. <laughs> points from Kirk Cousins and go 0 and 2 to start your season in the SBX, right? Jeremy, do we uh, want to yeah, talk yeah, about sorry. Yeah, Jeremy, do we want to talk about Scott Fish? I, I, Between I, you and I, I, I don't know about is. Shane, but I know what you and I are doing. Listen, my I treat the Scott Fish Bowl like it is an intended charity. I plan on, you know, the I I'm giving the money away. We're doing it for charity. I sometimes even neglect to pick up players off waivers, drop an ad. Um, and I just haven't had particularly good luck with uh, the Scott Fishbowl. I, I made it to the playoffs one year out of the four I've been in it. And I try to get better as we go. I try to draft a good team. It starts out that way. And then it just doesn't doesn't end up that way. Now this year, <laughs> I'm already at the bottom of the barrel early. Two weeks in, and I, apparently John Dabari said I'm, yes. I didn't know that I'm 
one spot above the worst team in this game. Well, that, I mean, 1439 out of 1440 <laughs> teams. How's that possible? Come on. I'm going to I'm going to go for last place. I'm going to secure it. I'm going to get 1440 out of 1440 and I'm going to ride that to the crest of all crests and I'm going to discover my potential. I'm going to go from geek to chic and I'm going to I'm going to I'm just going to use that. Hey, it came in last last place overall. Beat that. How you try to come in last place in this cutfish bowl. You can't do it. It is funny, Shane, because the reason the reason I brought it up with Jeremy is John Debari did. He tweeted out that he was 1426 out of 1440. I didn't but, know. But then he said, but then he said, the only thing more entertaining is that my buddy's FF Blitz is at 1429 and Dynasty Madman is at 1439. So he said how bad he was doing just to be able to slam me and Jeremy being worse. I mean, I don't I don't know where I am. I know I'm one and one in the division, so yeah. I'm assuming I can't be down in the 1400s with you. You'd have to be 0 and 2. Jeremy and a lot of the bad, the worst teams have Kirk Cousins because yeah. he didn't have a great first week, and then and then the second week with the big time negative points. I have after two weeks, I have seven points from Kirk Cousins. So. <laughs> yeah, not great. Not great. starting again. Not great at all. It's just and funny. He's great in this format historically, though, but. I wasn't sure if you were going to bring it up that way or not. I didn't know how you were going to bring it up. It was the perfect game. Like, don't start two quarterbacks in Scott Fishbowl. you better off rolling one out there and hoping for the best. That's how I'm going to do it from now on. I'm going to start a tight end in, in his place, I think. Yeah, last, everybody else is hurt. Last year killed me in that because I had Jameis Winston. Where you'd be there, yeah, he's so awesome. But in Scott Fish, you get like negative a thousand for every interception. <laughs> so <laughs> I was getting killed with those interceptions. That's definitely true. So um, no but, longer your favorite quarterback. <laughs> so, but for me, you know, uh, that that's why sure. again I was happy with that trade. So uh, go ahead. What were you gonna say, Shane? No, that's it. I don't care. <laughs> All right. Well, we did have a couple more trades here, but I think we'll move those over to the Patreon show. But before we end tonight, um, you know, we did have a sad situation in our community and this community that we're in, we've, well, the three of us have been in it for quite a while. Um, But it's really nice to see how everybody comes together. And we had a, a, a sad situation this week. And I know, Jeremy, you wanted to talk personally about James. Well, I, I don't know anything more about the situation than you guys, but our friend James the Brain Catullus, uh, we worked with him at Dynasty Football Factory. We're in leagues with him. We've podcasted with him. Um, you know, uh, suddenly, tragically passed away. And, uh, yeah, he was a good friend of mine. And, uh, honestly, the last um, exchange I had with him was on Twitter trying to get him as a guest on the show. And it was kind of a last-minute thing when I asked him to come on. And, um, and, and I showed you guys, I shared the direct message with you guys that he said that he, he loves talking to the three of us, uh, some of his favorite people to talk football with, and he'd come on any time. And we weren't able to get him back on the show um, again, and then this happened. But, um, you know, wrote articles with him, and I have nothing but good things to say about the guy. And it's a, it's a, it's a real shame. I definitely lost a good person. A lot of people out there knew him better, and a lot of people out there spent more time with him, and good for them. I'm glad they got that chance. They also had a lot of great and kind words to say that I can't ever find a way to do. I didn't share a lot on Twitter because I'm not good with stuff like that um, and things like this. But I wanted to say that, you know, we lost a good one in the fantasy community for sure, like everybody's been saying. And I'm, I'm going to miss my, my my friend. Shane? Yeah, no, I mean, Jeremy, Jeremy said it perfectly, man. Um, 
second guy that we've lost, or at least that, you know, it, it, from our community that, you know, I know fairly well in the last couple months that we lost, um, 38 years old. So, man, I, you know, I joke around a lot, but life's precious. Um, enjoy the moments while you can, cause you don't, you know, you can't get them back once they're gone. And you know, James, James was good people. Very good people. Yeah. And I want to say for me, James, I, I, it turns out that we were in a few leagues together, but one of the big ones was, uh, we're in a wrestling league and he, he was a wrestling fan. Uh, I know if you see his, uh, avatar on Twitter, it's Bray Wyatt, the fiend from WWE. So we, we were in a wrestling themed league that you do other things other than fantasy football in there. You have like a uh, different kind of matchup. So I had talked to him a few times about that, but I, I do want to say that, um, you know, John Hogue, he was his partner on their podcast and he put out a message out there about people donating money to to James's family and it was pretty amazing how much how many people reached out and donated those first 24 hours and really helped his wife out. So I, I just want to say if people have the opportunity to go ahead and, and donate to his family and, and help his wife and and you know, any little donation helps. Um, I believe you can find it on John's. Uh, uh, so many people all have it pinned on their tweets and everything like that. So yeah, we can share it again. Addison Hayes tweeted it out. Um, I think John did. And also shout out to the guys over at the SFB Avi Makers. Yeah. Um, oh yes, that's right. Yeah, because you know, uh, with Scott Fishbowl this year, Scott made it a point to say, you know what, just give to whatever you want this year. Um, and they hadn't chosen you know what they wanted to donate the money to again they made avi maker or they made avis for the sfb for you know a bunch of us you know for ten dollars i think it was and it was all the charity um and the charity that they chose was james's family um they, they were great. you know they couldn't come up with what they wanted to give it to give it to they were thinking about it and then unfortunately this happened um but at yeah, the so end of the season together gonna try to get I, I don't think i'll have to try hard the fantasy philanthropy group uh philanthropists that i'm in john um <clears throat> john bosch is in it a lot of people that you know are are familiar with charity leagues um uh hepworth um started the league i've been in it for years we donate the stuff anyway and then last year we chose to donate it to a single person who needed it and i think maybe we'll do the same thing this year and then um Right after this happened in the Off the Rails thread, the little podcast I do for shits and giggles here and there, those guys all clamored in and chimed in and said that they wanted our dues to be donated um, to James. So we're going to donate all of our league dues. And that's another way leagues can help out and you know maybe donate a portion of your dues, um, your league winnings to something like this, to something like James' family. Um, and, and like I said, Shane, you can, Shane will share the information um, so you guys can listen and can find out how to how to donate if you want right and you know um i think we'll wrap up tonight uh you know we always do some funny stuff at the end but you know just uh check out our patreon account check out our store check out our itunes account and um and our twitter and uh you know we really appreciate you guys listening and it does make you realize you know tell the people in your life that you love tell them that you love them give them hugs you know be be there for your family and everything and uh we all love you guys and appreciate you guys listening to us every week and uh we'll talk to you guys next week yeah good luck out there this week in your in your games we'll see you next week say goodbye shane yeah unless you're playing me i hope you lose <laughs> <laughs> goodbye everybody <laughs> <laughs>